Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Recording? All right. If it feels good in your heart, what what are you doing? Are you eating chips? Popcorn. <laughs> Incredibly loud. Stop doing that. It's time for Advanced Analytics. If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Welcome to probably the first episode of Advanced Analytics you'll hear in weeks. Uh, all right, we'll start. We've got good news and bad news. Um, the good news is Paul has been uh, nominated for Best Newcomer at the Melbourne Comedy Festival today. Congratulations, Paul. Thank you. Bloody awesome news. Um, yeah, I was excited. I, I, I heard you didn't even go to the, um, the ceremony where they announced who got nominated. I, yeah, I didn't know it was happening. I would have been there. How did you not know it was happening? Mate, no one tells me anything. I was what? I was hanging out with some friends. Why? Like, surely there's like a an email they send around. Hey, just a no. just a just a hint. You might want to go along to this event no. tonight. Well, you'd think maybe Craig, our producer, might have told me, but uh, he clearly didn't believe I would get nominated. So <laughs> he, he had, had no faith. He had in no you. faith. He's like, hey man, this is an event happening tonight, but um, if I was you, I wouldn't. That's- I'd steer clear. Just, just stay home and focus on uh, writing some material. Well, that's awesome, Paul. Really, really good news. Mm. Um, that is the uh, positive news. All the um, podcast listeners, if you're in Melbourne, make sure you go along to Paul's show. He's got three, four shows, three shows I think left. Four. Four shows left, and um, yeah, I'm sure they'll just keep flooding in. And if you do win, make sure in your. Uh, uh, your acceptance speech, you remember to mainly talk about the uh, the basketball podcast we I'll do. I'll plug it for sure. Okay, now for the bad news. Um, if you're wondering why I haven't done a podcast in three weeks, it's because Paul hasn't uploaded no. a podcast in no, three no, no. weeks. No, 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 23 is up. Oh, yeah, No, now. no, no, no. It was, it's been up for ages. Oh, it's, can I just not download it for some reason? Oh, maybe. It's been up, it was published on the 12th of April. It's been up for six days. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so 22 is the only one. Okay, I apologize. hey, well then I've got an apology to make. Paul, I am sorry. Mm. Can you get 22, the lost episode yeah, up there? Yeah, eventually. The lost, <laughs> When's that coming once out? we find it, it's lost. <laughs> it's, it's dropping for, um, it's, dro- it's, it's going to be like a Christmas, East, I was going to say Christmas Easter egg, that doesn't make mm. sense. All right, let's, let's cut the crap. Um, let's get in to the Week in Review. Weekend review. Coming up from the show, by the way, we're going to talk about Paul's gambling problems. We're going to talk about, um, oh, I've got like an apology or explanation to make about Meek Mill. And uh, right now, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. Uh, bloody exciting stuff as the Pelicans, away from home, have um, 
beaten the Blazers now twice in a row, and the standout star, obviously Anthony Davis has been great, but the standout like man out of nowhere is Jeru Holiday. Yeah. That's crazy. No, that's me. not crazy for me, man. I've been singing his praises for years. And <laughs> not for nah, years. for years. I used to have him on my fantasy team. The guy can play. And he went through like last season was a little bit tough because his wife had like a brain tumor. She's a national she plays for the yeah. national football team, uh, like soccer team for the States. Wow. Uh, and, and so he kind of, you know, he had missed half the season because of that. And um, I was looking at the, I, I low-key think the Pelicans can do damage because, you know, no disrespect to DeMarcus Cousins. But from a team perspective, it's probably a good thing he's not playing. Um, and because they've got yeah. handy, like I rate Miritich, obviously, and, that's, that was disrespect to DeMarcus Cousins, by the way. Like you said something very disrespectful to him, and you can't just mm. preface it with no disrespect. And but he's kind of poisonous. Let's <laughs> be real. That sounds like um, that sounds like direct mm. disrespect. No disrespect, but he is a cancer. <laughs> he is a human cancer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Miritich, I write. Uh, Anthony Davis, obviously, I write. Okay, Rajon Rondo. Underrated in 2018. No, 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 no. Well, he's he's another guy you'd call a, a a poison. But so far, playoff Rondo has been coming through. He's like almost triple doubling every game. Mm, I don't think it's he's crazy. a poison. He's I think... still. I, I I'd still say because he's so bad at defense. Besides just like going for crazy steals, I'm still not sure if he's a net positive. But he is like throwing like 20 assists a game. So that's got to count for something, right? And he hit a three. Like when does that you know your troubles and your teams in trouble and Rondo's hitting threes against you? Mm. But shout out to Drew Holiday, Wait. man. <laughs> yeah. well, the way the conversation works is that we both like respond to each other. You can't just leave me hanging like I that. I said yeah. I said um, yeah. Okay, maybe there's a long delay on the um, on the. We're doing this over Facebook, so it could be a bit of a shambles. Sorry to anyone who gets screwed up in that. Um, other exciting news, the Toronto Raptors. My Raptors have won two in a row. That's crazy. It's not that, like, I don't think that's that crazy. They're playing, they're playing the Wizards. Think, the Wizards, I reckon, are trash, man. They've got... The, wizard, the Wizards are trash, but the, the Raptors haven't won, like, a game one at home in, like, 12 years or something. Yeah. So I was pretty proud of them just to get off to a good start mm. and to genuinely be looking good. Marcin Gortat said the crowd was so loud you couldn't hear your teammates standing next to you. Um, so they're doing a lot of things on the fly. That is so cool that Toronto's getting that sort of atmosphere inside mm. the stadium. But also just um, um, pr- pr- think up some hand signals. Like usually, you know, you pat your head or you, you know, you put up some fingers. And that- no, it's pretty stressful in the, in the timeouts and stuff like that. Um, when I played high school basketball, we, I was no, no thanks to me. I was way down the bench, but um, when I was in fifth form, the Nelson College team made the final. It was in a tiny shed called The Shed in Palmerston North. And we played against Church College, and they bust Mormons mm. down from Hamilton, and they were lit, and it really rattled our teammate. Like we got hammered, and it was because um, like you couldn't even hear the coach like what he was saying at the time. Obviously, I was towards the back of the huddle, but you couldn't even understand what the coach was saying. He was just yelling like, "Stop losing! Stop losing! Yeah. Put put it in the hoop!" Don't, it's yeah. like I think it's really cool these NBA stadiums, yeah. OKC, Golden State, formerly at least. Like, it's cool when they've got that sort of, like, yeah. atmosphere if, going. It's great. And, and I think if it gets bad, then, like, surely the team, like, get some little earpieces and have the coach, um, 
talking to them like during timeouts. Not like I'm not saying that's actually not a bad idea. This is that an advanced analytics innovation? Well, I mean, right? surely that's someone's thought of that. That seems like the obvious thing for me. But um, I've never heard. I've never heard of that in sport because that would make in football. They'd probably have problems. I guess in football, you you only you don't have timeouts. You just go into the changing just at halftime where you can be heard. But yeah, I've never heard of that before. It's quite a good idea. Mm. Well. I mean, just putting on like headsets like the commentators have to do commentary. Yeah, or it doesn't even have to be that. It could just be like a, like a single ear thing they hold up to their ear, like an old school telephone. Um, <laughs> uh, you're now just designing new products to be used. Mm, I like it. Mm. An old school telephone with the, I can just imagine the um, Washington Wizards uh, using that now. Yeah. They'd love it. Well, if- it is uh, the Wizards. I reckon the Wizards are disappointing though. Like they've had a disappointing season. I I just don't, I don't rate John Wall in terms of like I, I obviously he's great in terms of like doing some flashy highlights and like uh, you know putting up big numbers and being an all star. But I just I just don't rate him in terms of ever being like the leader on like a good team. I I know that, but it's he's actually going all right at the moment. It's Bradley Beal and all no, those other. No, no, but what, no, what I'm saying about. is like he'll always put up good numbers. But it's like it's his job to make the team good. He's the point guard, and I just don't trust him. To, like yeah. I reckon Bradley Beal would probably be playing better if jo- if John Wall wasn't there or Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. Maybe. Like, I mean, look at I don't know. I go back, look at the games. I reckon it's there, man. Yeah, well, they, there was there was a rumor that better without John Wall, but in the playoffs so far, he's the only one that's even shown any sort of like fight. But who knows? Going back to Washington, if Washington wins a game, it could be all on. Um, other teams that I feel like are going out like idiots, uh, Timberwolves, um, Carl Anthony Town, like they had a good chance to beat the Rockets, who mm. everyone but James Harden, who put his tail on his back, played like guys. I reckon the Timberwolves are going to win and, that uh, series. No, no you're, you're just, you're, you're drunk, mate. You're, no. You're off your face. They're not going to. But like it would be nice to see them in in a game, a very winnable game, the first game, give more than nine shots to Carl Anthony Towns. Like it's, they're a very weird team, how they. They seem like they're a tight knit group with Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler, but then it's like the young guys just seem to still not really work. I don't know; it's just confusing. Mm. Let Carl Anthony Towns shoot. I'm, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that see that that series is a tight series, at least. But I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'd say it's looking. Th- it's looking like a. It's, it's looking like a I mean, I had, I didn't watch game one, but I'm gonna say the Timberwolves are gonna come through. I got trust in Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. Okay, well, I think you, uh, your trust might be misguided, but we'll, we'll, hey, we'll find out next week on the podcast. Um, I was quite enjoying... What are your favourite stories in the playoff? Because I was going to move on to a chocolate milk story, and I was like, hey, maybe Paul's got some stuff. Uh, well, my internet's been bad, so, so I haven't really been able to watch that many games. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> go on with the chocolate milk. I'm intrigued. Did you, <laughs> did you see Clay Thompson... Um, uh, moving the chocolate milk out yeah. of uh, yeah, shop. yeah, I did, um, and and so, so that's and Popovich kind of complained about it as well. But I'm just interested because so the way just to get the story up to speed because it sounds quite weird is that basically energy drink companies and um, sports drink companies have started releasing chocolate milk. It's huge in Australia, like chocolate milk's everywhere. Mm. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of chocolate milk in Australia. I like that about chocolate uh, Australia. Their range of chocolate milk is really good. Flavored <laughs> milk in general. Well, for me, I'm like, nippies is all you need, and then you've, you've clocked it. But um, in New Zealand, this will disgust you. V, you know, the oh, energy drink, it's like a Red Bull knockoff in New Zealand. That's released insane. chocolate milk. Mm. A V chocolate I want to milk. shout out to the Puhoi Valley milk, 
they've made so <laughs> Puhoi Valley. They made kind of knockoff um, Whitaker's milk. Whitaker, the Whitaker's, uh, what's it called? Lewis Road Creamery milk went real viral. Yeah. And so Puhoi Valley were like, we got to do this as well. And they didn't quite nail the packaging, yeah. but they have nailed yeah. the uh, white chocolate and caramel milk. Man, that milk. Delicious. Nah. Nah. For a start, don't drink any milk that has the word poo in the title. <laughs> That's Second of all, culturally insensitive. Um, I'm pretty sure Puhoi Valley, it sounds like it's like a little community milk company. I'm pretty sure it's just Fonterra, New Zealand's largest company, which it's like one of their side mm. brands. They're quite Mate, evil, all I'm, right? All I'm going off is taste brand. right now, right? I'm not about... Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying is... There's a small New Zealand company that's made that's made a good product, and Puhoi Valley is a big New Zealand company. Um, just attack, attacking them by like exactly good. copying their product, pretty much. Good survival of the fittest. Go Puhoi Valley. <laughs> um, no, so I, want Thompson, that. I want to so, retract okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you what do you what do you regret saying? Some controversial chocolate. Yeah, just opinions? I don't know. Yeah. I regret what I just said about Puhoi Valley. Shout out to, um, okay, well, you have your regrets. Shout out to um, Nippy's Chocolate Milk. I know it's an Australian company, but I quite enjoy it. Seems like, a, hopefully that's a small company. Um, so on the when the NBA do their playoff um, press conferences, the NBA marketing team obviously puts a bottle of Gatorade Chocolate Milk. That's a weird product, eh? Like Gatorade Power Drink or whatever the hell. It's just, just Chocolate Milk with Gatorade logo on it out on the table, mm. quite a small bottle. And um, Greg Popovich has famously played with it and kind of complained about it and then realised he's going to get fined or something, so he's kind of left it. Um, Clay Thompson just grabs it straight away, doesn't comment on it, and just moves it yeah. straight out of shot. And the reason for this being is because he's sponsored by a rival chocolate milk company that makes the same sort of, you know, basically like, you know, protein, chocolate milk, bullcrap brand thing. It's called yeah. Body Armor. Which is a weird name for a chocolate milk, but they, they, he's their main ambassador. So I just wondered how that works. Like, is Clay Thompson like real loyal to the brand, or did someone send him an email going, "Hey, you're going to get this Gatorade bottle. It's going to be in the shot. So can you please just remove it?" So he just has to yeah, awkwardly do that. I don't that. know. It's hard to imagine Clay Thompson giving too much of a crap about his chocolate milk sponsor, but um, I just imagine it'd be an awkward conversation. Yeah, um, Goodman Fielder, they. They own Puhui Valley, I think. Okay, well, that's even worse. Because right. Frontier, at least, is a big New Zealand company, whereas Goodman Fielder is a big, I think, Australian, New Zealand company. All right. Are we... Eric Watson you, used to you own You sound it, very, oh, very anti... Um, it's across Australia, New Zealand, and Asia Pacific. Goodman Fielder. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if there's a, if there's a big, good... Um, uh, like... If there's a New Zealand product that does well, it's it's very and from like Whitaker's isn't a small company, but from like a you know local company, it's annoying when a big player just comes and tries to directly compete with it. Mm. You know, just let them have their. Anyway, we've talked about chocolate milk for far too long. Um, Kawhi Leonard, what do you think's going on there with that rehab situation? You've been following the speculation because it's mean, making me go crazy. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's weird, and and for ages I was like, they're just. There can't be, I'm sure just the media was just making up stuff about, um, you know, about him being unhappy and like making up the whole thing. But now it's like, no, it's starting to look legit. Because uh, I just, I just find it crazy. I was always like, surely everyone wants to play for the Spurs. And like, he was in a dream. And like, not like, 
I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard, Leonard wouldn't be the kind of star he is without the Spurs, but I am kind of saying that. Like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he would have been he would have got to where he was if it wasn't for like Pop and the Spurs. Because like I don't know, he just doesn't have the um, like he's so different. I think from every other like MVP candidate level player, just in terms of like. Like a jump shooting no, defensive Yeah, specialist. but also just like personality. I mean, I guess like, um, you know, like KD and stuff's relatively like shy, but like not on the level of like uh, Kawhi. I could see him I could see him in Milwaukee in a Giannis type situation. Yeah, Giannis, sorry. Like wallowing around, um, just struggling in the first round. But the Spurs have definitely given him a lot. But I... My theory, just to get, let people know where it's at, that Kawhi was cleared by the Spurs doctors or whatever, and then he got a second opinion and hasn't come back from injury. But the big, the weird, the weird thing is, is that people think the Spurs never have drama, and then in the last like four years, they've actually had quite a lot of drama mm. with um, uh, Aldridge. Aldridge has been sorted out, mm. and with Kawhi, um, obviously the drama is like people just taking stabs, yeah, like. Um, Pop is talking about how durable Aldridge has been, kind of. And then they ask Pop when Kawhi, if Kawhi is coming back or rejoining the team. And he says, you have to ask Kawhi and his group that question. Like, it seems a little bit passive, which is quite weird. Mm. Like, Pop's known for being a, uh, like a like a passive-aggressive guy, but in kind yeah. of a comedy way. Well, like that's why, and the, like the, the whole time I yeah, was kind sorry. of like, this is like a, a, a front, and Kawhi's just going to come back right before the playoffs as like a surprise. Yeah. But um, everyone thought that. But no, nah, it's not looking like that anymore. And then the weird, the one of the weird things is that everyone's commented that, um, uh, uh, like Joel Embiid, Stephen Curry, everyone sits courtside, right, when they're watching the team in the yeah. playoffs if they can. Boogie and stuff are rehabbing, and they some players are rehabbing. Gordon Hayward it finds it hard to get there, but like if you can, like you'd travel or at least sit at the home mm. games, and um, and maybe he will. Like he hasn't been, he just hasn't been courtside at. Uh, at Golden State, maybe when they get back to um, San, uh, San Antonio. But my point, my point being, is that um, it's, it's it seems like there's a lot of speculation, and the weird thing is, Kawhi doesn't really talk to the uh, media, so there's been like not much of a like comment from their camp. But I think it can be pretty easily summarised. And Kawhi is clearly just waiting to get a max deal next year, and until he gets there, he's not going to run out on the court and risk like jeopardising that. In a similar way to like, um, wish that beeping would stop. Yeah, is that at your it's, house? Yeah, man. Oh. As always, I was running the um, dishwashing machine. Man. As, it's a podcast tradition, man. If I didn't do it, it wouldn't be the podcast yeah, without the washing true. machine or dishwasher going, yeah, you know? that's true. But anyway, I just think Kawhi's just waiting. You know, he'll get a max deal and then everything will be okay. But it's just a bit tense until that happens. But like, surely they should just be honest about that as opposed to like all the confusion because it's been, it's been very weird. Yeah, it's super weird. The Spurs and him should just go, we're giving you a max next year. It's a no-brainer. Um, and we're just going to lock, if you want to be locked out for the rest of the year to make sure you don't get re-injured in a Grant Hill or um, who's that tiny guy who played for the Celtics? Isaiah Thomas. I've already forgotten his name. Isaiah Thomas type situation. I don't know. Yeah. Do you see Lance Stevenson's? I'm so looking forward to it. My most exciting series is um, uh, Pacers Cavs. Where Pacers took Game One behind Oladipo, um, scoring like thirty-three or something. Do you see Lance Stevenson's revenge, like the sick dunk uh, he got driving the le- 
the lane against the Cavs oh, in for sure. Cleveland. That's, going okay, this is something we have to talk about. So remember, we do have a bet going on about the Cavs making the finals. Yeah. Are you nervous? No. Okay. So you think they're fine and they're going to get past the paces? No, 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 no. They're in big, big trouble. But like until game two's played, and if LeBron wins game two, then it's one all. LeBron can win it in Indiana. Like it's all, like, yeah. you know, he's back on track. This thing with the playoffs is that we do overreact. It's like Tor- Toronto Raptors aren't clear yet. If they lose game three, like we're getting excited about it, you know. But yeah. like right now, they look like easily the better team. And there's a lot of these situations where it's it's got a you know, not many of them are done and dusted except for maybe. You know, Golden State uh, and uh, Pelicans of all teams weirdly look quite safe at this point. Yeah. Um, another noteworthy performance today. I saw Jalen Brown had thirty points. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, sick, sick dunk as yeah. well. Was someone saying is he is he younger? Than yeah, like he's younger than Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan yeah, Mitchell? yeah. Pretty crazy. They need to start playing with uh, talking about players age wise because with the you know the Markeel Fultz thing, mm. I was like. Man, I wouldn't have cared about any of this if people had just reminded me that he was 19 or 20. Yeah. Like, it just changes everything. You're like, these guys are like children. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like, give them a couple of years and let's see where that... I mean, and don't get me wrong. Mm. I mean, players that start off on a bag foot often never mm. recover. But, like, I mean, obviously things are weird. Yeah. He's, 19, he's a good dude's 19. Yeah, yeah. I think it, they, it was smart for them to, like, take their time and, like, you know, because... Everyone just wanted him to play, you know, straight away. And, like, he's been quite good, right? Uh, I'm quite, he's been okay. He got a triple-double in the last game of the mm. season. And um, it was a garbage-time triple-double. But still, like, it, you know, it's pretty it's, – he's the youngest player ever to get a triple-double in the NBA. Like, that, that's a positive sign. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely promise there. He still can't shoot and – but yeah, he's, a, he's an exciting player who definitely has X factor in certain positions. Mm. But then again, there's a lot of like busts who I was always big on G- Jaheel Okafor, yeah, and like Charlie. he was one who was like I was like he's young, he's stupid. Of course, he's got a million dollar sports car that he's speeding through the streets, and then it turns out that that was a sure sign of like quite a bad character and it does seem to be going down. Nah, he's coming um, back, man. To, to Watch next it. year is the year of Jaleel. Same with same with Newlands, uh, Noel. I, I think he's coming back for sure. He's not coming. Nah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, he's coming back. I'm for sure. I think that. Um, I think like ne- next year. I think next year the uh, the Mavericks, as a prediction, are going to flick a switch, and they're going to be like back in the playoff hunt. Uh, with calls. with like they, 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 like because look, I think this year they did quite a strong job of tanking. They should yeah. have been better than they were. But next year, look at this. So Dirk was putting up good numbers. Yeah. They're going to have Dennis Smith Jr., who's exciting. Harrison Bussard is always kind of handy. Oh, uh, Wes Johnson can shoot some threes. Nerlens Noel, who I think can get it together 
But he will definitely be traded. Like, there's no way um, he's around. Okay. Yeah. Did I say Dirk Nowitzki? Was, yeah, did I? I said Dirk <laughs> Nowitzki. Like, they've got no, Dirk Nowitzki, but then get mate. this. It's not 2003. Dirk Nowitzki is 50 years old. And no, no. He has the body of a 70-year-old. He was good. He was... He was good this year, and no, they'll have a top. They'll have a top three Dirk pick. Nowitzki is good. Dirk Nowitzki is good, man. He was He's good so this year. He's so old. I, yeah, he looks. Mate, age is a number. You I know what else is number? St- basketball statistics, and his are all good, man. <laughs> Advanced analytics. I watched him um, warm up and train. Got a photo with him at the Staples Center. When I was brag. in LA last, and yeah, that was a brag. That was a brag. Check mm-hmm. out my Instagram. Hell of a Instagram. Hell of a photo with Dirk Nowitzki. And uh, he honestly looked like he was struggling just to run from mm-hmm. the tunnel to the court. Like that was an issue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just like, don't get me wrong. He can still be like an impact bench scorer. Yeah. And um, pure shooter. But like besides that, he contributes. He's terrible. Um, no, but then you didn't even let me finish. He's going to... Uh... They're gonna maybe probably get a top three pick as well. So add you know, add a add that into the mix. And I think they're gonna very quickly be back back in the hunt. Speaking of teams that Paul delusionally thinks are gonna be back next year, um, it's time for Magic Mayhem. The I used to be jealous of Mary Apollo. A big week for the Magic. All the coaches gone. Yeah, oh, sure. I actually thought there'd be no Magic news, and uh, yeah, you're right. They fired the coaches. Fired all the coaches. Huge news. Uh, it's a shame because I thought whoever they had, I was going to Frank say Vogel. Scott Skiles, but they moved on from him as well. Frank Vogel. I yeah. felt like he, he's an okay coach. I guess Indiana's improved with him leaving as well. We got rid of assistants as well and the athletic training and strength training stuff. I really like it. Like, I like that it's like just a full overhaul. I love that. that um, like... I, 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 love, I love that the, um, uh, the Hornets did the same thing. And I love how they, they fire like the medical staff as well and the trainers. They're like, come on, I wasn't. It wasn't me. I mean, I had some good ideas for the offense, and the coach wasn't playing any of them. Yeah, like it's it's just obviously like dramatic. Like they just they literally get fired as as symbolism of the old regime going that they fired the trainers because that's like ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, the front of an office supposedly recently went to Europe to to scout Doncic, much as you did earlier. Yeah, earlier in the year. Um, yeah, and. I always think that's weird. It's like it feels like they just want to go to Europe because it's like just watch the yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. Like what's being there? I reckon being. Nah. I almost think being there is uh, a bad idea because you'll get like caught up in the hype and you'll see everyone chanting his name and stuff, and you'll be like, "Wow, this guy is the future." Nah, I reckon you can see um, like intensity. You feel the intensity and the speed. Um, based on being there in per- like if you can afford it, it mm. seems like a luxury. But like you definitely want to do like the the eye test because you, if you're say you're only there for you're not going to get Rudy Fernandez back or some shit. Was a um, weird Spanish players Real Madrid has yeah like like you you just watch him all the time. You watch how he is on the bench. You watch how he interacts with teammates. How he listens to the coach. Like, just taking everything. I think it kind of is worth being there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I get. I get. Supposedly, you. It's, it's uh, the Phoenix Suns plan to interview Frank Vogel already for a new. Wow. Show. I don't. 
Okay, so here's the thing. I've, I've started doing a bit of research into who I'd like the next Magic coach to be. There's a lot of talk so far about uh, Jerry Stackhouse, ex-NBA player. And it's like, I just don't fully understand why. It's like yeah. teams, firstly, they keep hiring ex-NBA coaches who have like failed with other teams and been fired. Or... Yeah. Um, just like ex players who have who have never really coached, like they'll go and yeah. they'll do like um, be an assistant, and then they'll just get the call up. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm more of a fan of Celtics. Like, find the best college coach you can, and just yeah. buy them and bring them up. So um, they they do they do that they do that too. Yeah, that, I know um, that fails. Like a lot of co- college coaches have come up and tro- the Celtics actually did that previously. They had. Um, but they have. They had the um, Kentucky guy. Calipari. I th- did they have John Calipari? Maybe it wasn't John Calipari. The Celtics had someone. It was like a terrible, terrible time. Because the issue with college coaches is they develop the bad habit of being bigger than the players because the players are only there for like two, three years, yeah. sometimes one year. The coach is like the star and like they, they, they treat the players like they're kind of like commodities. Whereas in the NBA the players are often bigger than the coach. Like you've got to manage egos and stars. Mm. And so it's kind of like a completely different. So often like coach, uh, college coaches like are really badly received by the players. So I think the number one thing with coaching is the way they work and understand and relate to the players. And that's why Tyron Lewis don't seem like bad ideas. You got to remember he didn't win a championship Tyron Lewis. I know he seems bad, but like, and he, he had a great team and a bit of luck, mm. but like just, if, if it's what LeBron wants, you almost ha- have to do that, yeah. you know? Uh, but I, I do hear what you're saying when they get failed coaches because that's the, the yeah. That's why um, the English Premier League is so funny because they have just like these ins- these people. I, I'm trying to stop saying the word like crazy and insane. They have these like deranged like British guys who are like overweight, who are like famous for like, you know, um, quitting. Like one English manager, I think, quit when he was in the – he like he locked himself in the toilet and – like start, you know, quit. And I was like, who, who's hiring that guy? Locked himself in yeah, the toilet, yeah. you know. Like, but like they keep on these hilarious guys keep well, on yeah, getting it's jobs. Like, it's like they and, don't um, want to. They don't want to do any digging, and they're just like, you know, they know those four names, and they're like, what about so and so? In my experience in um in TV, because like TV kind of goes like that as well. It's like, why don't you get new, young, exciting talent instead of the same old hacks that have been around yeah. the block? And sometimes when you're hiring people it's too scary to take a risk and you just want to take someone whose name you know, like Frank Vogel who's had years of success and you go, it's not so much that their ceiling is high, it's that their floor is lower. That's my yeah, theory. Yeah. That like, you're like, well, it, we may not win the championship, but for the next three years, we can be solid and develop our young players. That's, yeah. all, that's all the magic really want and need. So yeah. that's why you so get like a... a I have started coach. doing a bit of digging into finding the next coach and I'm not fully sure why, but I have written... Here, a list of two names, uh, and I can't really go into much detail as to why, but I put Greg Marshall, who is currently the coach of the Wichita State uh, Shockers. That's my favorite team. I love the, the Shockers. Yeah. Uh, and the name um, Shockers. And I, I basically just looked, into, looked at guys who have, like, because firstly, like, I feel like they're a team who have, like, kind of been really overachieving in recent times. And, um, mm. And like I just looked into his history, and yeah, sure enough, it does look like he went to Wichita and just like made them way better, and has like consistently, uh, you know, like been a good coach. Uh, and I don't know how old he is. 
I mean, that doesn't really matter, does it? He's uh, oh, he's fifty five, so he's not that young. But um, yeah. And the other name I put was uh, Tony Bennett, who coaches uh, Virginia. And again, it was just the same reasons. I was just looking through, uh, and he, he basically he actually used to play in New Zealand. I think he played for the North Harbour team in the NBL. Oh my goodness! I think I remember that guy because I was so excited when he played the Nelson Giants that he he like came on a Mormon mission. I think oh, that's okay. Why. In nineteen ninety eight, did he play in the Charlotte Hornets? Uh, professional. Uh, yes, anyway. he was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets in ninety two. Yeah, my mate John had his basketball card. It was crazy. Then we saw him play. Yeah, he played for three years, but a foot injury ended his career in the NBA. With an eye toward returning to the NBA, Bennett left for oh. New Zealand in 1996 to play for, so for the North funny. Harbour Vikings. His second year there, he became so a player slash coach. He completed his playing career so as good. a two-time New Zealand NBL All-Star 5 honoree and a two-time Keith Carr Trophy winner for being the league's most outstanding guard both years. In early 1997, Bennett also had a short stint with the Sydney Kings in the Australian League uh, and then he wanted to understand everything about the game of basketball. He learned to be a coach. Uh, and then... That's and so... So funny that he came to New Zealand to relaunch yeah. his NBA career. And then he, so he stopped playing in 1998 for the Heat, for the Vikings, they were called at the time. And uh, and he stayed on as a coach. Oh, but then he went back because his dad was a coach. And um, anyway, his uh, his numbers don't lie. He's he And he's like, looks like he's been a great college uh, coach. So the weird thing is, he, you look at his photo and you're like, I don't trust that guy to be a good coach. But, I mean, the the numbers look great. And, um, wait, why, why, wait, wait, what's wrong with his photo? Oh, I don't know. He's just, like, kind of real handsome. And he's, like, like <laughs> looks real kind of, um, great, like, like uh, slick and handsome. And, um, Mate. and he's, he's developed quite a few good NBA players. Like, so he, he, before Virginia, he coached, uh, Washington State, where he, uh, he coached Clay Thompson. He's also coached Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Justin Anderson, okay. Mike Scott. Hey, yeah, I'm okay. sold. I'm anyway, sold. I'm those sold. are my two le- um, contenders at the moment. But I mean, they're, they're not going to go for those guys at all. They're not. They're just two people you just made up by just like Google searching good college. Coaches. Yeah, kinda. Shout to Shockers. How good a name is um, Shockers? Like, it's just for me. I like just like those slightly out there yeah. sports names that are quite really original. Good. Um, but I, I really like Arsenal Gunners. That's Gunners. a football team that I like the yeah. name of. And um, a team, I, another team I really like recently is um, I was in Sydney and um, Russell Crowe's team, the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think it's such yeah. a good name. Yeah, oh, hell of a name. And I think it was because like back in the markets, or uh, someone was telling me there was like a lot of people selling rabbits. Like there were a lot of rabbitos at the market, and they'd sell. They were like the guys who sold the rabbits or something. Yeah, but you don't name. This is still a weird oh, name for okay. a rugby league okay. team, but like it works. Um, well. I, yeah, there's heaps of good college sports team names. I think. Uh, I, I quite like 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 the old real weird ones, and you're like, what even? What does that even mean? You know, the Hoosiers. Yeah. The, um, the, the orange is quite good. Yeah, the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide is so good. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Nailed. and they say the roll Crimson Tide. No, no, roll tired, yeah. Yeah, roll tired. Uh, knowing knowing um, 
bloody Alabama though, it like means something horrific. Yeah, I um, I met a girl like the other day fighting for the Confederates. No, I don't know. I met a girl yep. the other night from USC, and I I did the V with my fingers, and I said "fight on," and she was very impressed that I knew that, and it was because uh, you and I went to a game, uh, a Trojans football game, and everyone yeah. was doing that. With the V fingers, um, fight on. That was a weird thing to do, but um, the best thing about that was it was at the it was an awesome stadium. It was at the LA Memorial Coliseum, like the um, Olympic stadium that's held two Olympics. Mm-hmm. Quite an old stadium though, but still like a world. You know, they've had like World Cup soccer games there. Like it's like a big. They played at NFL there. Anyway, um, the half, no, the best the best thing to watch is Michael Jordan. Ah, uh, sorry, Michael Jackson do the Super Bowl halftime show there. Halftime show it's at so the legendary stadium, right? At the halftime of this game, they're like, the halftime act is Jason Derulo. And we're like, holy crap, that's a good halftime act. Like he was like at the peak of his powers then. This was like three years ago. Jason Derulo played, but his his sound system was so bad that it could only be heard by the student section. Mm. But also, like, that was it was quite cool. He did, um, he did that one, the trumpets, mm. and he did it with the like school band. But yeah, we couldn't hear it yeah. at all. But also... Uh, also, he was just standing on the grass. Like, it wasn't really... Yeah, it was... They put oh. very little effort. I was like... Yeah, they did. And he was like wearing Jason all Derulo white. must just do cashies. Like, if it's like a 15-minute drive from his house and you just pay cash, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do, I'll do anything. Yeah. Because that's a weird gig for an international pop star to do. Mm. Um, yeah, other Magic Mayhem. The Magic beat the uh, Wizards um, uh, uh, in the last game of the season. Yeah, great win. Which which reduced their chances of a top three pick from forty two percent to twenty nine percent. Yeah, good move. What are they doing? Um, no, well, that almost seemed like a little bit like uh, Frank Vogel, like pulling the finger. Maybe, yeah. Sometimes you can't. But also, the Wizards like the wake up, you mate. Yeah. You're meant to be a playoff team, but yeah. um, but yeah, the. Uh, the magic. I'm so excited for like. Okay, as I really should have done like a season review. Really, this episode. No, you no, 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 no. We've got a mini magic mayhem's to go where the season review will be. Uh, yeah, magic. true, true. So, so, so every time I've gone on the podcast, hey, next week we'll do this. Um, you've never remembered to do it once. So please write down magic mayhem next week season review, or at least start some sort of season overlap. Yeah. Um. Right now, though, we want to cover uh, from the man. Who has picked the Magic, um, the Mavericks, and some guy who's from New Zealand or played in New Zealand to be the next uh, NBA coach? Um, we've got to cover Paul Williams's gambling because how's that going? I can't remember what we talked about the last time we talked about this. I thought you were around three hundred and seventy dollars, but looking very shaky no. I think I was after booking, okay. betting on the Raptors to win a game where they're paying like two cents. Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I've been in Australia, and here's I got bad news. You can't go on. Oh, so you've done no. Gambling. You can't go on the New Zealand TAB website over here. Have you lost your website? Have you lost your money yet? No. So I'm at three hundred thirteen, which is the highest uh, I got. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, my last one, my last one was on the last month, the end of last month. Okay. Uh, and I put two hundred dollars on the Pacers to beat the Kings. They were paying a dollar twenty-two, and they were, I presumably did that easy. So I mean, and, and, so that's yeah. that's forty four dollars right there, and gambling okay, is great. Um, okay, um, what about your fantasy team? Because you've all year you've hyped up your fantasy team. Okay, I heard yeah, about it, it, it so. is time to talk about fantasy because it was man, what a tough year for 
for my fantasy team. What a tough year. You did big things. I did big things. And I was honestly going into the playoffs. I was very confident. But first week of the playoffs, last week of the regular season, first week of the playoffs, I just got absolutely murdered by injuries. To the point I had like half my team was like injured. Like, no, 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 no. I wish I had the actual stats, but it was legit like six guys in the first week. Like it was... This is why I could do my stat injury propensity. It would be good for... Teams would be good for... So uh, the most noteworthy one was Kevin Durant. So arguably my best player was out for the the first week of the playoffs completely. Like didn't play a single game. Uh, I had to drop... Heaps of guys. I had to drop. Uh, I can't even. Re- I can't even remember who who they were because I've just deleted this. But yeah, basically, I, I lost the first week six three. Uh, I hadn't. I basically had no hope, and I've. I finished the season in fifth place. Mate, your main credential at coming on this pod was like I know heaps about. Um, no, I know fantasy. fantasy. No, and I. St- I still stand by that. But it's just. Is this some your worst year- ever season? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. But, I mean, what could I do except for not having Danilo Gallinari on my team, which was a mistake. Um, yeah, it's always a mistake. Everyone gets sucked in, seduced by Danilo. Yeah, so I'm, ne- I'm never going to get him again. But, um, yeah, it's the, the good news is I didn't um, throw everything into this year because it was a rough year in terms of injuries for my team. But I have traded for a great keeper. I get a $1 Josh Richardson. And uh, I have Gary Harris for like $15, I think. So they're your keepers, Gary Harris and Josh Richardson. Do you have any other Yeah, uh, I could pay quite a bit to keep Otto Porter Jr. But here's the thing. Uh, I think he's underrated. So I think I could get him for cheaper if I just release him and and rebuy him. So I'm going to take a gamble on that, I think. Hopefully none of your um, guys in your fantasy league are listening to this pod. Right yeah, now. oh, I love Otto Porter Jr. and I'd I'd pay top dollar <laughs> for the guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're supposed to be hoping his value stays low, not talking it up. No, no, no. But I'm just hoping they're not listening. I'm. Just... Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were, thought they were listening and doing a joke, but you were just genuinely still gushing about how much you appreciate Otto Porter Jr. Yeah. Well, shout out to Otto Porter Jr. Shout out to gambling. Paul be gambling. Uh, no, don't, again don't next gamble. Week when he comes back to New Zealand. Yes. Um, Although, it's, it's, here's the thing. My, 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 my technique was the main thing was that it's the end of the year and you're betting on teams who are tanking to lose. Hmm. And so it's, it's yeah. a bit of a – I don't even know if I want to gamble at all on the playoffs because it's like both teams are, uh, you know, fighting as hard as they can. But uh, I, yeah. might, I might anyway. We'll see. Okay, well, the addiction will come through in the end. Um, if you want to ask us a question, uh, I haven't been checking my Twitter mentions. Paul's pretty unreliable. Even if he sees it, he will, the chances of him writing it down are very slow. I might slow. favorite it. The best, the best way to do it, well, that's a favorite for you is with nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, go on to iTunes, leave us a review, five stars, obviously, even if you hate it, five stars. And uh, ask a question on there. We'll answer any question. Doesn't have to be about basketball. Uh, in fact, we actually probably are more expert in things other than basketball. We're not really expert in anything, but like we can talk about us. We're expert in ourselves. I don't know. Ask me any question. We would love to um, hear from you and also get those sweet, sweet reviews. And uh, thank you sincerely for listening to the podcast from the bottom of the heart. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, I agree. I actually got distracted. I started uh, receiving quite a few Facebook messages. 
messages. Okay. So I didn't really, I well, didn't listen to, to anything you just yeah. said, but I agree. You got, you got, I just say I love them from my bottom of my heart. Um, you got some comedy shows to go to. Yeah. Who are you going to see tonight? I'm going to see John Kearns. Oh, legend of British comedy. British comedy legend. And uh, I'm going to have a sh- quick shower because I, I went for a swim today in a, in a pool. So I'm all, I'm all chlorinated still. I didn't, I didn't really get John Kearns and it made me feel like a very dumb person. So maybe you can like let me know. On oh the yeah, pod because I'm an intellectual. Uh, yeah, more of an intellectual. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Paul Williams. I hate saying uh, that. Yeah, it's not nah, because cool, I've, man. It's, it's I've always been Paul Williams. Like, that's not that's not noteworthy. Catch you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.